honestly wish we did have something that was like, <laughs> what's up, <laughs> Something like that. Not like that, but an intro in general. All right. Welcome back to the Manuka Sunday podcast. I am Mel. We obviously have a new face here. This is Carly. She is the account manager, strategist, my left brain, my right brain, whatever you want to call it. But we're going to introduce this whole new series and just get into a little bit more behind the scenes. Today, we're going to kick it off with doing a little Q&A. Carly's got some questions from that I just threw out there from the Instagram community. But yeah, I just want to be able to showcase more behind the scenes on what we're doing, be able to just take you along for the ride. And we have some fun trips and stuff planned. So I think that would be fun to do. Getting into all of the fun things behind the scenes. Yeah. Should we get into the questions now? Yes, let's do it. Perfect. I, um, this is the most awkward thing ever. I know. <laughs> okay, so the first question is, where to start building a personal lifestyle or wellness brand? Um, I would say before you build any type of Instagram, before you build any type of like go for the logos, go for the colors, whatever, I would say like what is your actual like zone of genius and you need to like really understand who that's going to be an offering to and like who's going to think it's even relatable to their life like owning your audience is like number one type of thing like we always build out a strategy before any of our projects whether it's a branding project whether it's a a website social media whatever we do a strategy call to understand who their audience is like we dive into like all the different things like understanding their problems how we can build a solution for them what the treatments are what the services are what the products are that we're actually building and like i think that's really where you need to start like owning what your service is and really understanding like what you're good at and then who you're gonna be showcasing it to and then i would say after you have that brainstormed out nailed down and really fine-tuned then that's when you go into okay how can i make this cohesive also another thing to think about like within the audience space is like where are they showing up i think like so many people just go straight to Instagram straight to being like I need a TikTok but like I don't have a TikTok not a lot of people are really I mean this could be just from my point of view but at the same time like I don't think a lot of people on the design side are going to be going to TikTok to find a designer or going like they definitely see like go to, to see like agencies and things like that but it's like more on the fun side I am a very visual brand and I'm like very in on like aesthetics and all that thing and I know that my audience like really really loves that side of things I always get comments and think people talking about being like whenever I see your stuff like I know it's yours because you have like a hint of you in everything that you create and that's so great for instagram because it's just such a visual platform unless you're talking about all the reels and all that but that's a whole different thing but say you're an etsy shop pinterest a hundred percent and like you just need to figure out where your audience is landing and then pick that one spot i would do like go hard on one platform at the beginning figure out what's working what's not working testing and like understanding different platforms and then kind of venturing out into that after that you have like a solid community what do you think 
Yeah, I think also just like knowing where your type of content performs best mm-hmm. and where you really want to focus on it. I was just listening to a podcast and she was talking about forward design specifically. Like a lot of people will get traffic from like Behance or like LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. But for example, like we would never post our things on there mm-hmm. just because that's not the type of content mm-hmm. that we're doing or the people that we're attracting. Yeah, totally. I go on Behance for like inspiration and all I see is like, extremely high finish like really really like the coca-colas of the world and i'm like that would be sick one day but at the same time like i'm not really looking to not really our style at all so yeah i totally agree i feel like did that go into that question how did you where'd you start off another important thing to think about is like just start Mm -hmm. like so many times like we'll work with people or like get inquiries that are like oh like I want to have everything perfect before I actually start. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you just start posting, like if you have those things that you're passionate about and you know what you're doing, like just start and then you can always rebrand. Like you can always start something after, mm-hmm. like even us with our website yeah. relaunch. Like, you know, we kept on posting even while we were doing that. And it's like just showing up for yourself yeah. rather than like showing up to perform. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like a big part of that is like the showing up part is like getting past the mindset. I know somebody asked another question that kind of goes more into that, but like getting past the fact that like people are going to actually care. Yeah, what was that one? Uh, yeah, getting over the fear of showing up online for personal brand and career. Yeah, this is so hard. Honestly, I feel like I've talked about this, but the first like year I had Manuka Sunday, I only was posting pictures of like, visuals and Pinterest photos and things like that and I was so I was like once people see my face they're not going to want to do anything with me they're not going to want to like relate to me or ever the complete opposite happened once I showed my face and people started resonating with who I am what I do on a daily basis things like that and just like actually saw my personality things exploded for the account getting past that I think the hard part is really putting yourself out there and doing practice I even I think I told you this. I was in the steam room the other day and I was like, because I like, I'm terrible getting on camera and I get out there. I'm like, okay, I'm going to show up on stories again this week. and I'm going to promote all the stuff that we're doing and like all this stuff. And I go on camera and I freeze up. So what I did the other day that I think that really, really helped, I went into the, it just happened to be in the steam room. I don't do this every time I'm in the steam room, but I was in the steam room and I was like scripting what I was going to say. And I'm like just talking to myself and like, it sounds so dumb, but just practicing, practicing, practicing and just owning your stuff. Also confidence comes when you're really passionate about something. We can talk all day about this type of stuff, but ask me something about, this is a bad example of a math that came to my head mind first, but like I can't. I I can't speak confidently about that if I don't know anything about it. So I think planning, just owning your stuff and like really understanding that what you're promoting is going to help people and that pursuing that, keep going and like understanding like if you you keep consistent at it, you're going to bring in an audience that will, it's going to impact their life. So just keep that in the forefront for sure. Yeah. And I think also just like getting over the fear of what other people think. Mm -hmm. Like it's so easy to post something and be worried about oh, like, is it going to connect to my contacts? Like, who's going to see this? But it's like, really, in the end, nobody really is paying attention to what you're doing and nobody really cares more than beyond themselves. Oh, yeah. Like, just show up for yourself and know that, like, what you're creating, A, you enjoy it, B, other people are going to get value, Mm -hmm. and C, like, 
yeah, just showing up, you're going to get so much more confident mm-hmm. and it's going to feel like nothing in like a year and you're going to wish that you started sooner. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And then that first launch phase that you go through and you're like, holy shit, I just made so much money because I showed up consistently. <laughs> that is going to be the one thing that you're like, I don't care what the haters have yeah. to say. The money's coming in and I own whatever I'm doing. That's going to be a huge driving factor, exactly. I think. Yeah. Okay. We'll jump into another question. I guess kind of going along with this, um, do you ever miss just being at your nine to five? I think about this on a weekly basis, I would say. The thing is, like, I don't know. I don't want this to come across bad, but when I was in my nine to five, I was like so in routine. I was, I would just get up, get dressed, go to work. I would do the things that I had to do. Somebody just gave me everything I needed to do and I packed up. I mean, I had a different example, but like, or experience sorry I had a different experience because I was just in like a high stress environment but I think about people that just like pack up and they can just go on about their daily lives and not think about their business and I'm like damn that would be kind of nice right now so I do think about that but at the same time like I don't know we wouldn't get to be able to do stuff like this and I think about that so much more and I just try to remind myself the worst times that I've had creating my own business and like working in my own business has been me against me. Mm-hmm. But the worst days that I've been in my nine to five job was me walking home crying because I was exhausted and I was working for somebody else building their business, which is like not bad, of course, but like I was just in that mindset of I could be putting all of this work into something myself and I could run my own hours. I build something that I have full control over. I don't know if that sounds bad. <laughs> no, I think that I think that makes sense. And it's like your productivity is yeah. directly related to what you're getting. Mm-hmm. It's not like based on what someone else is telling you to do and it's not measurable, which I think can be challenging at the beginning. Yeah. But then once you see like the work that you put in that it's actually leading to more clients, more like money coming in, more opportunities, it all like makes it worth it. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, yeah. And another thing is I work in sprints and it bothered me that then I mean my the my past company that I was with they were amazing for being like just get the job done and we don't care where you are like saying like if we were in the office or like at one of the venues or things like that and just like doing some like wherever we're working but the thing about being at a nine to five is like you're there for a set amount of hours and you're just expected to like work the entire time and have a lunch break in between but now my I used to be structured with a routine but now I'm like I know that between like 7 30 a.m and like 10 30 I can get so much shit done and then I go to the gym and I'm like reset and then have a full new day after like I feel like I don't have that really sticky structured routine anymore which I would try to force into. And then I'm just be like staring at my screen and be like, I don't know how I'm being productive at all. I'm just doing nothing and like yeah. clicking around. Yeah, me and my coworker had this thing where it was like, we'll go for a mango walk. We just like did a, like a walk around King Street and just go get dried mangoes and be like, we have no brain power to do anything left. So yeah, yeah. Okay, let's see. Next question we'll do. Okay, this is a good one. What opportunity have you passed up or had to turn down that you still think about? 
Yeah, this one made me really, I, I had no idea when I first read this. And then thinking about it, it kind of is like, it's a little different than I turned it down. But I kind of want to flip it into the sense of there, I had this opportunity that I was pretty much being groomed to have a pretty solid career in a very high up company, or sorry, a big, like a very big worldwide company. And I had an amazing connection and I was being like basically groomed from executive assistant to be a part of this huge career. And I kind of like saw my whole life ahead of me. I was like, I'm me traveling. I'm me making so much money. I'm going to be like in the coolest events and things like that. And then all of a sudden it was kind of like wiped out from under my feet. And because my boss at the time was let go very unexpectedly I didn't even get an explanation of like what really happened. I kind of found out like through the grapevine and through that whole thing, I was like, okay, I could fight my way to like get back into working with somebody else or like being in a different department or something. But I had a weird sense that I'm like, I just kind of want to cut ties with this. And I like, I don't necessarily know if this lifestyle is really for me. And I think, oh my God, thinking about that, I would be in the most different lifestyle (laughs) ever and maybe it would have been great for like the money the cars the whatever the the tickets to literally everything but I could not imagine me being in that setting I'd be in a suit I'd be in heels every day I'd be like a different person it would be so crazy so I think like that's the first thing that came to my mind and I think like if anybody's wondering regretting things like that sometimes I go back and be like what if I did that and I my life would be so different but honestly the money I know this is like such a cliche topic to talk about but the money does not matter if you're not actually happy about what you're doing I was waking making so much more money in my nine to five like right before this and I would like come home literally not even crying because anything happened to me I was just so exhausted emotionally (laughs) drenched and or drenched drained 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 I was emotionally drained and didn't have any more to give but now I'm choosing to do what I actually love I get to choose who I work with every day and I get to choose to be a part of something ground level for people that makes them so excited being on the call yesterday with those girls for the new project I was blown away by how passionate they were And I think like that's the coolest thing to do. But like, again, that's not for everybody. And if somebody just wants to, somebody wants a different route, that's obviously different, but like just making sure that makes you happy for sure. You're getting fulfilled because that's, I could not imagine if I was in the other shoes that like past me thought I was going to be at like 30 years old. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, um, How do you schedule your day to stay on top of things? Oh, I don't. (laughs) I feel like (laughs) we kind of talked about this and I feel like for us, like we have our set days that we kind of know like Mm -hmm. where we're working, what time, what we're going to be working on. I feel like that's been something that's kind of just come with time. Mm -hmm. Like I think you try different things, you see what works, what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And that's the benefit of not having a nine to five is like we know you know what has been going well and like we can really change things like depending on like what clients we have if we're doing more internal stuff Mm -hmm. like all of that but also like that's a big thing having that structure of knowing what we're going to be working on Mm -hmm. but I know that we each have our own like 
morning and nighttime routines that like set us up for the day when we come together. Yeah. Right? And we know what works best for us. Yeah. And I think that was a big thing for me when I brought you on, honestly. The beginning was a little different because it was like scattered hours Mm -hmm. and things like that and you were still in school. But now one thing I want to make sure of for any employees or anybody like freelancing working with Manuka Sunday, I want to make sure that they have you have like the time and the space to like set yourself up for total success because I know personally like if I don't have the time that I really need to get my mind right honestly like eat the right food work out do the things that you really need to do everybody talks about it it matters so much in the workplace if you're just like grinding it out and doing everything with the worst brain power or like the least amount of brain power when you could be like just taking an extra hour off in the morning and starting at 10 rather than nine and like actually have time to like gather yourself before you're just thrown into the fire. Not that it's flaming hot over here, (laughs) but yeah, I think that's so important. And for me, structuring, I think one thing that I'm really feeling like the shift with us is like having that one day to really focus on our own business Mm -hmm. and then having another day to focus on project work which just takes like it's so it's terrible for me to go in and out of calls and then go to a project and then go doing admin stuff like it's so hard so I'm really really trying to do more stuff like this day like we blocked out three full hours to just record and this is going to just make our whole month of podcasting easier because it's just all done right now rather than being like okay I need to like I spent two hours earlier this morning prepping for this now we're here for two hours and that's five hours in general before I was doing it, literally, it takes an hour and a half to record a podcast Podcast because I'm doing it by myself, pressing record and then yeah. like editing as I go. And then I spent two days stressing about it because I'm like, am I going to get this out on time? Am I going to do all this stuff? So time blocking, I guess, I guess I'm going back to is like making sure that you're getting your stuff done first, then second priority, third priority, and making sure that you understand really like how you're blocking out your days and how you're working best for you. Like I said, like my most productive hours is like 7 30 a.m like I do my thing at like 6 to 7 30 and then I sit down on the computer and I can rip out so much work and I think it's because like nobody's around and I'm just squirrel I like just get concerned about everything going around me so yeah I feel like that's the biggest thing I feel like the main point with that is like if you are someone that's just starting out making your own hours Mm -hmm. it can be really hard to feel like you need to be productive 24 7 Mm -hmm. but like don't be afraid to block time off for yourself Mm -hmm. I think if taking that time makes you show up 100% for those other hours that's so much better than showing up like 70% for more hours yeah right and even like what I was saying earlier when we were in the uber when I was like I think I'm better I'm I'm too good at being under pressure because I just leave everything but you can take that as something to learn from about yourself too like you can do so much in a small amount of time and if you just block that one time and you're accountable to that time you're gonna get so much more done rather than being like oh I have a full day and I need to fill it up with every single thing and go back and forth between tabs and just filling in everything does not work and I've tried it and I've completely burned out that way yeah I think Italy was really nice for that yeah I like really really learned learned how to like slow down and take time and you came back so much more like okay I want to get this 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 done yeah especially like with our own stuff I feel like that was a really good reset for you go away think about it and then come back 
honestly, 110%. Like, we're going to dive right in and, like, get this all started. Yeah. I felt that. I felt that for sure. And it's also, after that trip, I told myself I would book off think days either once a month or a full weekend going off by myself and, like, doing something for myself and just totally relaxing. But you can relax in a way, as I always say, I get the weirdest and best ideas when I'm in the steam room or the shower or something where I'm like, I'm fully relaxed right now and I'm just letting myself be me. And you can, like, you'll be shocked at how many more ideas come up rather than just sitting down with a pen and paper be like okay i need to come up with 10 ideas right now like it just comes to you naturally when you're in your most relaxed state so i think it's so important i think even like going for a walk or like going for a run on that topic of not being productive don't have anything in your ears Mm -hmm. like no music no podcast Mm -hmm. and just you know walk and kind of like see what comes up go with that right rather than having to like be productive do you run without earphones sometimes no Okay, I was going to say psychopath. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'll walk without. Yeah, me but too. Like, yeah, yeah. But even if I'm running, like I find that if I'm listening to a podcast, I'm like thinking about that. Yeah. If it's just music, sometimes I'm like, I totally tune it out and yeah. I'm just like going through things in my head. No, absolutely. I think it's so important to do that. You just like start taking your surroundings more yeah. too. I'm yeah. like, wow, I didn't know my neighborhoods had so many cherry blossoms in it. <laughs> Shit like exactly. that. <laughs> I guess we'll do one more. Okay, what do you look for when hiring for your team? I look, okay, I had an experience of hiring at my past job and I was a complete train wreck at it and I just like didn't know what to look for. And it is the biggest test to yourself to understand what you're actually looking for. So this is a huge thing. And when people, I got asked this on a past podcast and it was, they were saying like, how did, how did you start hiring your team or how do you find your freelancers and stuff like that? And I was like, oh my God, so much trial and error. Like, it's like one, I think we nailed it by you actually messaging me. Mm-hmm. And this was my, this was my answer to them. For anybody that doesn't know, I feel like we forget that we're on camera. Carly messaged me on Instagram and was like, Hey, I, I think you said like, I love what you do. I listened to your podcast. I'm like interested. This is my background and gave me a little bit of backstory on what you do. And then we met and it's honestly like, you can feel it out. Yeah. I feel like I'm very intuitive with people and I could just feel like, okay, she gets it. And like the biggest thing for me for an aesthetic situation is like if you understand the vibe that we're going for the like if you just get it I don't know how to explain it but if you get it and especially in the wellness industry like I needed someone specific that knew that knew all the ins and outs and it helps that you're in Toronto and that you know what's going on in Toronto in the wellness scene so those were all perks and then and it's just like understanding like Okay, okay, everybody that I'm going to hire, I'm going to have to teach a lot and try to like train as much as possible on like systems and things, but those are all teachable, especially you, you pick up on things so fast. And then, but like the other side of things, like just understanding the industry, also connections are amazing, things like that. Those are all things that I would kind of look for, but for, I want to say tactical, I don't know if that's the right word, but I would specifically look for in my next hire, somebody that's just going to get in the fire and just have like a lot of creative ideas and ready to go after them. Like when you started posting for Cole, something like that is just, I don't want to have the stress of if I'm hiring somebody, I want to put the confidence in them and they want, and I want to have them have confidence to do the job and I want to let them do it. 
if there's there's obviously going to be mistakes made but at the same time that's just happens in everyday life i'm not gonna like that just happens yeah. we'll get there we'll pass that bridge when we get there whatever they say and but what i'm trying to say is like i'd rather somebody take the horns and like go for it and just get in there and try their best rather than kind of tiptoeing because it does take a lot out of you to be like we stopping we're stopping and starting and stopping and starting to explain everything yeah I think I'd like I think that's a bit about me too because when I was in my internship when I was working I would just be like thrown in the fire and be like I fucking love this like I love like having full range and I'm like of course I got I made mistakes and things like that and you learn but I think that's the best way to build confidence in your team too to just let them do that i don't know if i'm even answering this question what do i look into a team no i think that makes confidence sense. yeah confidence but also i feel like it is just a vibe between who you're hiring like for me with all of our clients there has not been a single client that i haven't been excited about or yeah. just as excited as you yeah but that's just because like this is a, a personal interest of mine mm-hmm. and from the get-go like I mean, like I said, I'd been listening to the podcast Mm -hmm. for a while or like following you for a while. And I knew that that was your kind of niche. Mm -hmm. Right. And so me reaching out, like I knew what I was looking for. Yeah. And so if I wasn't passionate about it, I feel like that would really show in like work and kind of like how I'm, yeah, showing up every day. And I feel like, I mean, we both love to work, which makes things so much easier and just being able to be like, okay. I'm going to do this and like jump into this. Yeah. So I feel like that is, that is the answer. Like it's just the yeah. connection and like how, how things are going and also you being okay with just handing things over and be, okay, try this mm-hmm. and then we'll like jump back in. Totally. I totally agree. I also think it goes along the lines of like putting yourself out there. The fact that you messaged me and you also were like, I have this experience, this experience, this experience. If for anybody that's reaching out to people, I think own what you do, own what you know, and then also make a creative spin on it. Like there's so many ways that you can, I'm giving a good idea for somebody to yeah. pitch me right now, actually. If you took one of our clients and be like, hey, I think this is really cool what you're doing, but then you like you built out a feed for it and like in a different way, like that'd be a sick way to get somebody's attention. And that's something and along the lines of that confidence that I would look for. Obviously skill sets are great and things like that but yeah just putting yourself on the top of the resume pile I think it's also think about yourself as a brand Mm -hmm. if you are wanting to jump into like the creative industry you are going to be working with developing brands like how are you showing up as yourself Mm -hmm. like is that in your resume your portfolio like your pitch deck for yourself how are you really positioning your own vision Mm -hmm. of yourself with who you want to work for yeah instagram is huge for that holy crap i've never the thing about websites and i've actually looked on to somebody that i was going to be working with i looked onto their instagram page and noticed that they had a website in their bio and i thought that was so cool that they went out of their way to like make their basically own bio for their they were a freelance writer and they it just looked so clean and professional you don't have to do anything crazy like get a huge designed website and i'm like saying that as a website designer i don't think it's needed you just need to show that you're putting effort in and it's like you can do that in such minimal ways and especially if you got that eye that can be very elevated in a simple way (laughs) was that it i think so too um do you want to say anything to introduce yourself at all at the end of the podcast (laughs) 
yeah. I mean, I feel like there's just going to be so much more of this to come, especially like with our trips and special things planned. I feel yeah. like there's going to be a lot more behind the scenes and really exciting things coming up for Manuka Sunday, apart from like, our client work, mm-hmm. um, our website relaunch. Yeah, go look at it now. <laughs> but yeah, I just think it's going to be really good to like see all like the behind the scenes and that's something that I really enjoy looking at when I'm looking at like other studios or Mm -hmm. creators so I'm excited that we get to do that yes and we're gonna go full force and because my accountability (laughs) buddy is here I'm gonna make sure to be consistent I also wanted to say thank you so much to everybody watching and consistently showing up because I know it has been inconsistent there's been a lot of life stuff going on there's been a lot of a lot there's been a lot but I feel like there's a good shift happening right now and like like you said like I came back from Italy and it was like okay we're gonna plan it all out and make it all happen and I really feel motivated to do that and yeah we're just working with the coolest people and I'm really I'm grateful for that so this is the intro to Carly and our Q&A but we'll be doing lots more leave any if this is on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube leave any questions or anything that you want to ask for another Q&A we'll do in a few weeks or something uh, in the comments or DM us on Instagram at Manuka Sunday and let's just chat yeah like review subscribe (laughs) we'll see you next time bye